You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 339. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is bookkeeping software for creatives and small business owners that truly want to love and enjoy and feel aligned doing their bookkeeping as much as all of the other fun things they do in their company. If you haven't tried it out yet, I highly recommend it if you don't already feel in love with the bookkeeping software you're currently using. If you don't love logging in, please try this out. There's so many ways to customize it, whether you have different companies or multiple companies with different logins that you need, or you have different employees with different employee access levels that you need to cover as well. If you need to track time for certain projects and do it at an hourly rate, you can do that on the mobile app on your phone. You can send invoices and see whether they're viewed. There's so many ways to customize this and the team through and through, FreshBooks itself is so wonderful. I can only recommend them because I've used them for eight or nine years now myself. To try it yourself for free for 30 days, head over to freshbooks.com lively and use the code lively at the how did you hear about us section to let them know you found it through the show. All right, guys, and now let's move on. What a week we have had. Not only have we had the Australian fires at the beginning of 2020 and then COVID, we've now had what pretty much everyone on the planet must generally and some level be familiar with as all of the racial tension based on the George Floyd incident and so many other things that have happened before and after that as well. As I'm recording this episode introduction, I'm not sure what's going to happen in the days to come between now and when this episode will actually air, but where we're at right now, I wanted to provide a place for you to stop and take a deep breath and go inside of yourself right now. Please, with everything that's going on, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's global issues, whether it's countrywide issues, no matter what it is, remember that the inner voice has the guidance you need for your life and how to take action that's most appropriate for you and the person and being that you ultimately are beyond this body of yours as well. So please check in. We have so many episodes of The Lively Show you've heard in the past with inner voice, but here we're going to do another episode here with Nicole Perkins and her inner voice as well. Nicole is an inner voice facilitator. She's a graduate of the program and she's now doing inner voice facilitation full time over at metaphysicalme.com. I have a feeling you're going to love Nicole. Her energy is just incredible as you're going to soon find out. But I asked her to come on to ask her inner voice questions on this recent topics in the news and see what an inner voice perspective could be on this topic from someone who is a person of color here in America. So she's going to do that for us. And I'm going to ask many different questions that I would just imagine many minds might have. Now, as you listen to the answers her inner voice gives you, as you're listening, if your mind or inner voice disagrees with what she's receiving, please ask your own inner voice what is more accurate or appropriate for you in your own life. So as you go through, continue and stop when you want to ask your own inner voice for guidance or our follow-up questions to what's been shared on the show. In addition, I wanted to say before we get into the episode very quickly, we have some foundation updates. Number one is that we have six new foundation RTT grantees to receive grants through the Lively Community Foundation and our Emotional Wellness Brigade. See, the Emotional Wellness Brigade of our foundation is designed to give these RTT grants to people that are going to get trained in rapid transformational therapy. It's the hypnotherapy designed by Marissa Peer. You can find out more at marissapeer.com. But 
out of all of the modalities that I've explored over the years, the one that's most consistent and deeply transformative, especially for people that are maybe before the level of inner voice work, not that it's a level or anything, but there are some people that feel like they can't hear their inner voice. What I love about hypnotherapy and RTT in particular is that it's a very powerful modality that can give very rather consistent results using the power of the subconscious and regression. So it's a really powerful tool to make change even if you may not have a deep connection to your inner voice yet. So that's why the foundation is geared towards that because it can help a broader group of people that may not be as drawn to inner voice work, which we also do through the foundation and through our work here on the show and at JessLively.com as well. So if you're interested in being one of those six people, you can apply by going over to LivelyCommunityFoundation.org. You'll see it's got a new beautiful look, just like JessLively.com got a new update this week as well. Very exciting to have the new design for both of those spaces. They feel like sisters, but not twins. It's, it's just so pretty. Thank you, Jenna from Sunday Studio for doing that for us. Just a beautiful, beautiful execution on a really beautiful design and aesthetic that hopefully makes you enjoy being on our websites. In addition to that, because of everything that's been going on, we have actually expanded the recipient group of people receiving free RTT through the Emotional Wellness Brigade as well. Because all of the grantees that are going to receive RTT grants through our foundation in exchange for the grant are also responsible for doing 20 free RTT sessions for people that have had trauma experiences in their lives to help them release the trauma and basically uncover the wellness that's underneath the trauma in the subconscious. So we already have, and if this applies to you, feel free to reach out through livelycommunityfoundation.org as well. You can actually apply for these free RTTs if you have had sexual trauma, physical abuse, if you are someone that is a first responder or has COVID and is healing from it or has trauma from that experience, or if you know someone that's died from COVID. And now also we're adding, if you've had experiences or traumas based on being a person of color, and check in with your inner voice if that feels appropriate to you. If you've had trauma or experiences based on racism or being a person of color, we're also doing RTT for you as well if you so choose and would like to apply. So head over to livelycommunityfoundation.org. Like I said, we have 15 to 20 spots open for those topics like I've just shared currently and more to come as these new grantee recipients receive their grants and go into training and are coming out of their training as well. This is just our favorite thing to do in terms of giving back and having a ripple effect that's going beyond just what we do here on the show and in IVFT training, etc. Now let's move on. Nicole is going to share as we are going to get into more about herself. So let's go to the show. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Hi, I'm so excited. I know. Okay. So for those listening, this is our second take at this. <laughs> we had a chat yesterday, which was incredible. Thank you so much, Nicole. But I wanted to do this again, just to frame it in a bit more of a useful way for everybody, not just you and I. <laughs> so if we reference things from yesterday, now you guys will know. It was wonderful, but also we like went on many different topics than just this one. So yeah, thank you for coming to spend more time with me in your inner voice again today. Yeah, I'm so excited. And it just feels really good to be a part of this bigger conversation. Okay. All right. So before we get into the inner voice, if you'll allow the inner voice to speak through you on this topic, I would love to hear a bit more about you and so people know who is Nicole Perkins. Well, so I'm Nicole Perkins. I was actually born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm from what's considered the South. So when I was growing up, the first memory that comes to mind is 
everything around the Confederate flag. That was a very big deal in Georgia. So as a kid, I grew up with that. And I did grow up with a lot of different tension and resistance around race. I have my own personal stories around race. And while I've been doing a lot of spiritual work, I've been very fortunate to be introduced to people and have the ability to afford to be able to do things like hypnotherapy and have LMFT counseling and, you know, go to Peru and do ayahuasca. So I've really been on this journey that you can call being a seeker. And I realized in that, that I have all the answers in myself. And I also realized in that, that yes, I am black, but my blackness is just a addition. It's just an addition to who I am. It's an add on. It's like a culture ad. It's nothing more than that. It doesn't have to be a limitation. I do not have to be a victim of my skin. So that's been a very fun journey for me to be on. I have very big goals. I feel very passionate about where I'm going in life. And then I'm in a place where I'm really trying to manifest my future. And I know that I cannot limit myself based on the color of my skin. And my skin is beautiful. Well, you are beautiful in general. She looks like a model for everyone listening. If you go see her pictures, you'll know what I'm talking about. But (laughs) did you ever model? I have not. Okay, well, I wouldn't be surprised if you had. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I'm just in a place where I'm so ready to take off. And I had to have a conversation with myself. And I was like, you know, Nicole, yes, you are black. And it's interesting, Jess, because when I was doing the certification with you, I did have a thought. So my mind went there. It was like, oh, my gosh, what if people come to the site and see that I'm black and don't want a session? And when I had that thought, I said, nope, we're not doing that today. Oh, wow. So it came, but you didn't give it any time of day. No, I said, this is just a thought that I have to reprogram. Absolutely. Because if I have that thought, that's going to give that reality power. And I know that I'm in a place, we're all in a place where we can create our own reality. So I was like, I have to nip that in the bud. (laughs) And I can say, as I was telling you before we got on the call, you've taken this full time now through COVID, right? IVFT. By the way, for those listening, she kind of said it, but you're an inner voice facilitator. So that's how we have come together. What made you want to do the facilitator training and how's it going full time so far? Oh, gosh. So I've been following for a few years now. And when you introduced inner voice work, I started working on that and just playing around with it in myself. And I think just in my journey, I realized that, you know, I cannot seek validation and confirmation from other people. I have to do it from myself. And so inner voice facilitation is the perfect way to get that confirmation from yourself. You know, you don't need permission anymore, but from you. I just love it. And it's interesting because I was a part of the collective, collective group. And you put the idea out there and we were all like, yes, yes, let's do this. And when you said that, I had no idea it was going to be so soon. I was like, oh, it'll probably be like a year from now. And then the pandemic hit, I'm at home, and then the certification dropped. And I was like, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. 
Yeah, and we have had so many great feedbacks from so many people. So if you want to go find a facilitator, you can go to JessLively.com to pick one. But I can say Nicole and the rest of the crew of 30-odd people that have done the early beta training are out there doing this work in the world. And I can say the rave reviews I get through working with you, Nicole, amazing. So I'm glad you nipped that limiting belief in the bud because I can say that there are people of all skin types coming to you, not just one specific skin tone at all. But the feedback is most plentiful. I don't know if you're doing more sessions than other people, but you, I get a lot of feedback about how wonderful your work is. And I love knowing you because it's funny when I think of you, Nicole, I like, I know you, right? So I feel like it's funny because I don't think of your skin. I think of your spiritual journey. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I just think of you as like one of my favorite, like yellow seekers, right? Like the spiritual journey and like the experiences you've had and knowing all that background. I was like, it's funny to me because I always like love that aspect of you, but that's probably what I always think about. But I am thankful given the context of what's happening right now that we can use this time together to go into your inner voice for yourself and for anyone else listening that might be able to benefit from what kinds of questions they could ask their own inner voice. So your inner voice is going to tell you what is right in the truest part of you that could be also useful for everyone else. But also if your inner voice or your mind, as we ask these questions to Nicole's inner voice, seem to trigger something or feel off, go into yourself and ask the question within yourself for what's true for you. The real benefit I feel like Nicole what we're doing is helping people go to their sovereignty, not to look at the mass consciousness of the planet, like you were saying, or the limiting beliefs that are within the mass consciousness, and to find the guidance within themselves, no matter what their skin color, or or as my I am just talked about the shoe color, the color of the shoe, like go into your foot, find the guidance from the soul. Actually, I realized last night, the foot analogy that came up last week on the show, the soul of the foot you know the phrase, like have a soul of your foot? I was like, oh, the soul of the person, soul of the foot. Anyways, just a fun little analogy, Tanya and I just noticed. But like, let's go deeper than the skin. Let's go deeper than the bodies, especially for the guidance on the solutions on the level of form. The part of you that's inside of you can can help you know how to direct your actions in a world that's kind of very, very intensely stressed right now on so many directions. How powerful. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, I'll also ask, how have you been feeling over the last week or so, I guess, at this point? You know, it's been an array of different emotions when it first happened. Unfortunately, the thought was, okay, here we go again, you know. But today, I think I am more so in awe of the support that has been happening, the conversations that have been taking place. And I'm just like, holy cow. This healing that's happening right now on the planet is just amazing. And I must say, I'm very, very appreciative and very, very impressed. I do thank everyone who's been supportive in one way or another. And also, I appreciate people honoring their sovereignty and remaining silent if that feels good for them. Because I think everyone has feelings right now and all of those feelings are valid and so we all should be honoring how we feel oh you know what she just said as you said that what i just noticed in myself is like 
observing the context of the terms. They're just concepts, but some people are external processors and some are internal processors. And so there may have been people that needed to internally experience before they expressed. And then there are others that express and experience and are able to do that quicker. So the honoring the people that may need time for clarity, that's beautiful. I mean, everyone's going to find that it's just... We're all going through this together. <laughs> I mean, this is what, six months of 2020? Where I was talking to the foundation director and I was like, oh my gosh, we had the Australia fires. Now we have COVID. Now we have this. It's like, this is only in six months. What a, a stress and a strain on humanity. I was even just watching Modern Family just as like a way for my brain to check out of the emotional swirl that was like seven hours of this stuff yesterday. And I watched and I was like, they were thinking about their Halloween costumes and like taking it seriously. It's <laughs> like, oh my goodness, like remember when like humans had such different focuses and hopefully we'll return or progress to a place where eventually we have more levity in our society as well. But we are where we are, as my mother would say. Yeah. It's funny because yesterday I also did the same thing. I watched a kind of mindless show. <laughs> ah, just to remind you, there are other notes on the keyboard. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay. All right. So let's go in. And like I said, if you're listening to this as we go along and you find that your mind has a retort or has a reaction or has an epiphany, wonderful. And if you feel like what inner voice of Nicole is saying doesn't resonate for you, ask the same question or a follow-up question into your own inner voice. So this is all about the sovereignty of everyone being the guidance they need and seek within themselves, but beyond the minds of everyone, including themselves. <laughs> so, all right, <sighs> take your time to get into the listening mode. We're ready. Beautiful. How are you doing, inner voice of Nicole? We are excited. We love the camaraderie. We love the uprising. We love every part of what's happening right now on the planet. Every part, inner voice, there is a pandemic and people are dying on the streets. You love all of that? <laughs> oh. Yeah, deep breath out. We love the learning and we love the growth. We love the awareness. We love everything that's bubbling up and opening out kind of like a pore. It's allowing oxygen to come in and just breathe. Oh, it's like popping a pimple, <laughs> opening up the pores or opening like a spa, just like a steam treatment to the pores. Yeah. And we're also seeing just like the pores on like a potato, like the sprouts. It's all growth and it's beautiful. And <laughs> the potatoes are also brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. Okay. So you're seeing the growth in the sprouts. Even the brown skin of the potato. Okay, that's beautiful. But there are a lot of people that are hurting very badly, at least in their minds. Yes, and we love, love, love each and every one of you. The love that we have and the universe has for you is just insurmountable. It's There's no amount that we can put on the love but it is there, it's infinite, and it's far-reaching, and we love you. 
Oh, so what do you see when you see the word racism as the humans define it, especially, let's say, for example, right now in America or even South Africa? Goodness, Jess has spent time there. It's very intense as well. But what do you see when the humans look at the term racism? What do you see? The word that we are seeing is healing. We see collective healing. We understand that there is generational trauma and it's a hard concept for humans to understand and wrap their head around. But through the what you call racism, we actually see healing. All right. What about for the people that are worried about the bodies of the people that are dying? Let's say George Floyd or others. So many that have come before him. When we hear his name, we can't help but to smile because he played such a pivotal role in what's going on in the planet right now. We know he's at peace. We know he is calm. We know there is serenity surrounding him, although you on the planet cannot feel that right now. However, we would like to invite you to look at what is happening Look at what is being brought to the surface. Look at people coming together of all walks of life and being able to have these tough conversations that you might not have had the opportunity to have before. This is what George Floyd did. He opened up this channel. He opened up this window for all of us to walk through together. This might be a very edgy question in her voice, but if this is just from Jess's experience with other inner voices, so inner voice, if the people listening find this triggering, go into yourself. But inner voice, did George know this was going to happen on some level higher than his body? Absolutely. He chose this soul. He chose this experience. And he also knew what would come of it. So he did it for others. Yes. Do people ever die? Let's also just get that out there. No, they live forever and ever. Well, here's a question in her voice that Jess has. So if the body dies, let's say George Floyd or Jess Lively or Nicole Perkins, like the body will die, the toaster oven, as you could look at it. The electricity, I understand, doesn't. But does the personahood of, let's say, Nicole or Jess or George, do they die or do they still consider themselves George and Nicole and Jess when the bodies pass away? Or do they feel like they're the soul part of them? Like, how does that personality shift change or not change? Mm. Deep breath out. In case your mind is curious on how it's going to answer. There is no identity left. There is no personhood or personality left. It's the essence of love where you're carried by love. You're carried by the universe. You're an essence of all that is. You're an essence of the one. <sighs> so George isn't knowing himself as George anymore. The essence of George is not remaining a black man, but just dead. We see it as both. If George <sighs> wants to come into that aspect of himself that's available to him. And once it's time for him to let that go, he will let that go. Beautiful. So even in the non-physical, the essence can choose to still play, let's say, the character of the human that it's played before or not? 
Yes, there are so many things in that realm that you can play with if you want to play with. But he's no longer defined by just that life he's led. No, he's not. Absolutely not. All right, here's a question. Just This is just just asking interesting questions. We'll get back to other pertinent topics that are more relative to recent. But do people come back to the same family line or do people bounce around to different bodies? For example, let's say skin color or country. Was George always an African-American in previous lives or did he have other lives in other places and times? <sighs> We're actually saying that he had other lives. Other lives as African or African-American or different? Uh, different races. We're seeing different cultures. Okay. And Nicole too? <laughs> uh, this is a fun question for us because we've shown Nicole that she is part extraterrestrial. Oh, beautiful. So she said lives on other planets or other dimensions? Yes. In her voice, how does the mind of Nicole receive that information? She's always had an inkling and a feeling of, of it being home. The other place. Yes. As many of you all feel like this is not your home. Very common. Beautiful. Okay. So let's go to Nicole. So Nicole chose to have this beautiful skin. Well, she picked a very beautiful body, whatever color skin she has. But she picked this for this lifetime, 2020. Yes. Yeah. Why did you pick this one in her voice? She gets to be a voice for people of color, for Blacks. She gets to be, uh, her purpose is so big and so vast. She actually gets to be bigger than her race. She gets to play around with different perceptions and realities. And she gets to show other African-American women or people in general, that's how big this is, that you can play with other realities and that, yes, you came in picking your family, picking the color of your skin, picking your culture, but it does not have to continue to limit you in your future. <sighs> this is a tough one for her. But you can play around with the idea of jumping into the skin and jumping out of the skin. You can play around with how you perceive yourself to be. So yes, she understands that this is her coat. This is the jacket that she wears. And she also can, she can move beyond it. Not saying that she will ever denounce the skin that she's in, but she can take it with her and she can be so big, even in that skin. There are a lot of people that could say, and this is just me speaking for potentially a person with a question, okay? So I'm just going to be a person that might ask the question in her voice and say, well, that's easy for Nicole to say. She's done ayahuasca in Peru. She's had this type of life, et cetera, et cetera. What about for people in really poor conditions in parts of America without much education that have this color skin and may have a very difficult upbringing based on family members, et cetera? What would you say for the mind of a person might say, well, it's easy for Nicole to say all of that, but what about for that other type of person that has that color skin? Did their soul pick that too? Yes, their soul picked that too. And yes, this is a very challenging question for Nicole because she doesn't truly understand why things are the way they are. And 
me know why there's such systematic racism. But what we have told her is that there's a trust here. There's a faith that this is bigger than we know. This is bigger than we understand. We are all being guided. So we have to trust that no matter where we perceive other people to be, because remember how we perceive others is only our perception of them. Their reality and what they're experiencing could be completely different in the outside. However, everything is happening and playing out as it should. And we are all given opportunities to play with our realities. Beautiful. Inner voice, I love asking inner voices how they define certain things that human minds define. One of the things you just said that's a human term is systematic racism. What's your definition of systemic racism? We're seeing blocks. We're seeing blocks of challenges and we're almost seeing this grid kind of like these hurdles that people have to jump over like levels how would you approach the systemic racism on the planet if it was in your in your awareness what would you say the human should do <laughs> I like this question because in our mind, we are seeing these levels of blocks. However, in between these levels of blocks, we're also seeing this, this space. And so when you ask me that question, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to jump through this space. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I see as you say this in her voice? I see Mario, like the old fashioned Mario uh, video game where Mario jumps up on the different bars and he kind of goes higher and higher into the air, but there's space between the levels, kind of. I don't know if that's how Nicole's mind's perceiving it, but that's what Jesse's is the levels of Mario. <laughs> yes, it's almost like there's a gap. If we could settle the mind and find the gaps in the mind, you can jump through those walls. We can jump through those structures. Yeah. So it is beneficial to go to you before taking action from the mind or other minds of other people? Yes, we feel that there is a lot of importance around finding those gaps in the mind and being still and allowing us to come through and give inspired action. Beautiful. Inner Voice, what's your perspective on, let's say, people that are not identifying with African-American as their or, or black or whatever, if they're not that and they're feeling a sense of guilt or shame or overwhelmment, what would you say to the people that are in bodies like that, that might be feeling those feelings as they watch all of this unfold? We would say that we, we love you and we honor you because this is new territory for you. So we want to acknowledge everyone on that level. And we also want to say that really all there needs to be is just leaning into the feelings that you're feeling. Just be with the feelings that you're feeling, whether it's anger, guilt, shame, love, joy, compassion, lean into those. Yesterday we talked about anger and we saw this fire burning around people. 
And we discussed how when that fire burns, it burns and burns and burns. But at some point, the fire is going to burn out. And when that fire burns out, what's left is just this stillness, this ability to sit in what was just felt. And in that ability to just sit there, newness, differentness can come in. And that can, it can come in and fill the space up with a whole different feeling. And maybe that feeling isn't a feeling that you want. Maybe it's an, another version of anger. But even in that, it's a different feeling. And so you just continue to go through the process. It sounds like you're talking about what Abraham Hicks calls walking up the emotional scale from despair to anger, from anger to frustration. I mean, I'm generalizing here. Frustration to hopefulness, hopefulness to positive, optimism, et cetera, et cetera. We're just seeing it as, yeah, clearing space, feeling something different. Yes. And that differentness, we do believe we see that as an opportunity to climb up that ladder. Absolutely. And it's exciting for us to see and witness because in our essence, there is no right or wrong. So we embrace it all. We love it all. And we support you all in whatever you are feeling. You know how many minds are going to find that so challenging in her voice to hear you say you love it all? Because that would say to a mind, that means you love the police officers that killed George Floyd as much as George Floyd. We do. We do. And we are part of that police officer as well. And it's interesting and it's a paradox, but the feeling Nicole is feeling right now is just unconditional love for every single person, every single thing on the planet right now. And she's feeling that there's also space for everyone in that as well. Even when things like this happen to people of color. Even when things like this happen to people of color. We love you so much. Everything here is allowed and there's no right or wrong. And although that's a hard concept to grasp, we get to understand that you will also understand that one day. I do myself, and it helps for my mind to process this because I feel this way inside of myself and my inner voice as well is very clear about this. The only way my mind can really wrap its mind around it is thinking of this reality more like a movie. Is Schindler's List a wrong thing to exist? The movie Schindler's List. No, it exists, and you can love the movie and all of the characters and all of the different points of view, but it doesn't mean you have to negate or say something was right or wrong. It is a movie. And if you see it as a movie, as an entirety, then it gets out of the duality of the... It's hard for minds, though. Very, very, very hard for minds in duality. It is. And the beauty of the separateness that you all feel is that you actually get to find the oneness when you want to find the oneness. You get to go, I'm tired of this mindy mind. I want to go talk to my inner voice. I want to go jump in through the gap. 
I want to be with the oneness right now. And you all can do that whenever you like. So when people say that they're being racist, if they're silent, that's not true to you in her voice? <laughs> no, we honor all feelings. And <sighs> no, we love, love, love you all. In her voice, I remember yesterday, uh, we'll see what comes through today and you're new now, but what is your perspective? Is there such thing as white privilege? <laughs> we love this question and we're going to use that same answer we talked about yesterday in saying that yes and no. So no in the bigger picture of, of where we are in the universe, there is no white privilege. However, in your reality, there is white privilege. In your reality, you are choosing to embody different souls, embody different skin tones and cultures and, and uh, ethnicities and, and looks, right? So you all are going into that knowing that some bodies some perceptions are going to be easier than others, but that's fine. It's what you chose to come into because we are all learning and growing. So that is why, yes, in your reality, we do see that white privilege exists. And what's your definition? I love what you said yesterday. If it, if it turns out to be the same definition or new. <laughs> we like that. The lenses, and it's the lenses with glasses. So white privilege, we see it as their clear glasses, you know, clear glasses. There's no right or wrong here. We're comfortable with that. And in people of color, they come in with glasses that might be foggier. And what we love about that so much is that people of color, disabilities, whatever limitation you come in with, right? You have the opportunity to clear the fog. You have the opportunity to wipe it off. You have the opportunity to jump through the gap and <sighs> lean into the systematic racism. Lean into that Feel what that feels like for you. Some people might perceive what you just said in her voice as clearing off the lenses is then kind of having clear lenses, which is kind of like being white. Is that what you mean or not? We do not see it that way. We see the lenses as perceptions and perspectives and we also know that anyone can wear a clear set of glasses. And the beauty here is that you can play around and jump from lens to lens. And right now we're also seeing whites be able to put on foggy glasses. They get to attempt to see through the perception of people as color. And we commend them for trying. We commend everyone for this coming together. Nicole is definitely having resistance with this question. <laughs> What's the mind afraid of in her voice? She had a little resistance here too yesterday. 
Yes, she did. And it's slowly fading. It's a part of her journey. She's done a quite a bit of work on this. But what she's afraid of is her mind does not want to let anyone down. It doesn't want to let Blacks down. What a weight to carry. <laughs> and that is the weight that a lot of Blacks feel. <sighs> that is a lot of their experience. They don't just get to be them. They have to be a spokesperson. <sighs> they don't have to be. But their reality, their society has been set up that way. Yes. So for once, they are seeing whites speak up. And it's a fascinating journey for, for Blacks right now. Oh, this is so beautiful. What I perceive, inner voice, tell me how you feel on this. I feel like there's a current underneath the boat that's carrying. So what I see is the what you just described when you said it. I saw like the energy of, let's say, for example, the non-people of color, the whites, carrying the boat forward instead of them having to claw their way through the ocean or make their way on the ground by themselves. Absolutely. And we do think that this is a beautiful opportunity for Blacks to be seen, for Blacks to be heard, for Blacks to be supported, for Blacks to feel loved. (laughs) And what I say, the river thing for anyone's minds listening, it's not to say they haven't done an amazing job on their own, but just to feel the feeling of what would it feel like to have the flow on your side. Yeah, Nicole's feeling that right now and feeling the emotional, the emotions of that. And we feel like this is more powerful than we can even express to you all. And (laughs) welcome to... (laughs) Welcome to this life. Welcome to this game. Welcome to this paradox of buildings burning and then people coming together as one and and others stepping up to be a voice. There's a few questions here for people that are not of color. So one of them, when you said about like the I'm paraphrasing here in her voice, but you kind of said that the white people come in with clear glasses and that the foggier ones can be cleared, but they might come in with foggier glasses. When I look at someone killing someone else, (laughs) to me, the foggy glasses on the person killing the person, not on the person being killed necessarily. So a lot of people could see that extreme cases of racism in a white person is the foggy glasses on the white person, not necessarily the African-American or black person. Yes. Nicole doesn't mean to laugh, but when you said that, she saw, she saw the clear glasses cracked. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, so they were. So he wasn't in wholeness. He wasn't in wholeness. He was cracked. Yes, cracked with all these different fragmented pieces. And Lord, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so we're not having to stick with just the lenses being one paradigm of one duality of foggy or clear. It's not necessarily, it can also be cracked or foggy or clear, all of the different variations. So it's not just one or the other. 
infinite. You could even, ooh, girl, we could even get to, to the shades, right? The tints of glasses. Yeah. So when we said that we meant infinite, like lenses and layerings and perceptions. Okay. This is amazing. Now here is a question I have kind of, you can answer it differently if it needs to be answered differently. But I spent some time yesterday with, besides just talking to Nicole, helping a friend who has a five-week-old baby. She's African-American and I did an inner voice session with her and she has a biracial child who's five weeks old who was born during the pandemic. So he was feeling the feelings of his mother being unsettled by everything in the last few days too. So I was really happy to be able to help her get into her inner voice because it was hard for her. But then I also know, so there's this friend, we'll call her Sandra, it's not her name, but we'll say Sandra, who's got this little baby who's coming in, in his father's white, she's black. So he's coming into this world five weeks old. And then Jess also has friends, let's say they have little kids in Chicago that are white. She sees a lot of people on Instagram, for example, posting books to read your children about racism or being anti-racist, etc. What is your perspective on raising children right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, these little seedlings. <sighs> Our perception of this is, is just simple in the fact that they just need love right now. And talking about race is there is no right or wrong time to talk about race. These children really need nurture, really need love, and to be held and be supported, know that they are seen. And these children, we're all going to come in with with things, and we're all going to have to, we're all going to have the opportunity to let go of these things. And race might be a part of their journey and their learning and their growth. And we can't help but to see this as, as beauty and, and love. There's just so much love for us to all these children. So there's no parenting advice you would give <laughs> for anyone listening that might have children and be wondering how to, besides going into their inner voice for guidance? No, no. We love Love is all that is coming up for us right now because there's not going to be a perfect parent. You're not going to do everything right. So we know that parents are doing the best that they can and we honor that and we just want to extend more love to them. And what do we do about the, there's a lot of people that feel like we need to go change a lot of the systems that don't feel like they're operating in clarity. They're cracked glasses or foggy glasses happening out there. How do we help? What do we do about the bigger things when we see stuff like the police? Right now we're having Nicole look at her feet. And... We're guiding her to get in touch with her ancestry and her roots. Inviting you all to explore your roots. Inviting you all to learn your history, learn where you come from. We're inviting her to look inside herself, look inside your heart 
look inside your gut look inside the 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 root chakra the sacral chakra what is keeping you grounded what is grounded what is your foundation where do you plant your feet <sighs> ancestry is a large part of this is a large part of this healing because this is deeper than just you. <sighs> Once we find it, what do we do with it? You give it life. You allow the roots to be planted, the seeds to be planted, and the flowers and the trees to grow. And we allow you to be covered. We see these plants and these trees growing beside her, almost as if the looking in, the healing, will allow Mother Nature to come alive and to spread. And when someone else does that, they're spreading their roots, their trees, will become neighbors to someone else. And in that, there's this merging, there's this merging of nature, this merging of, she's looking for words, the ecosystem, this merging of, of humanness per se. A lot of this is really embodying the earth, <sighs> laying on the ground, feeling the earth. Beautiful. Is there anything else you want to say, Inner Voice, for anyone listening? We want you all to know that we honor all of your feelings. There's such an array of feelings and they are all honored and valid and love, no matter how much perceived shame you have around them. We are pouring out infinite love. We are pouring out infinite wisdom, infinite guidance. Whether you tune into us or not, you're always being guided and it's just it's beautiful for us to see and us to witness. <sighs> we just invite you to just lean into this and feel the essence of Mother Nature and the planet and Earth and the ground. That is all. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Inner Voice. Thank you. <sighs> How do you feel, Nicole? I feel good. <laughs> I have no idea what my inner voice is saying about the ground, but I'm just going to trust it. Yeah, it was like very interesting from the alien soul. No, I was teasing. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I guess her human body still has ancestry, even if her soul popped in more recently. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine all the layering and complexity of all of this. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even fathom. 
I know. And that the nice thing is everyone can go into themselves, into their inner voice to have the guidance that they need to go from here. Or even when your inner voice said, it was just so beautiful. I loved the feeling that felt so poignant and, and even new to today's conversation was the, the feeling that people of color are feeling of like the white people flowing with, like being the current or being a, a huge part of the current. Mm-hmm. That was very special. Yeah, I got really emotional at one point as well. But, you know, it's one thing for, you know, whites to speak out that day, right? And then the day after. But what's mind-blowing and just so like, oh my gosh, is to see it continue. Like, I'm like, wow. Like, I'm not going to lie as a Black person. It's, it's powerful for us to see that. Oh, it's powerful to see that. And, and again, like everybody doesn't have to speak up and talk, but it's touching my heart to see that it's still being talked about. Cause I don't think in my lifetime I've ever experienced anything like this before. That's beautiful. And also I, we didn't say this in the beginning, but you've actually come up with something you want to do to help others that might be feeling emotional beanbags, as I would call them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I do have an offer right now called Healing Emotional Dissonance. And it is an extended version of a beanbag session. And it's instead of the 44 minutes, it's an hour long. So that way we have time to really talk to the inner voice and get the inner voices perspective on the climate and and race and even COVID-19. So any unrest, as the media is calling it, (laughs) that we're all feeling right now, they can come and we can just have fun with that. And I want it to be fun. I invite everyone to just just play because that's really all there is. So, you know, leave the ego and the pride and you know, the nervousness, the fear, whatever it is, if you feel inclined to have fun in this conversation, let's have fun. Inner voices are hilarious. Yes. And I want to just say, you know, yesterday you mentioned that your voice has been something that's been something you've been given grief about, which when you listen back to this, Nicole, I hope you do. The resonant tone of the essence of you through your voice is so magnificent and beautifully chosen. And I'm sure everyone listening has noticed that as well. Ooh, I appreciate that. And it's fun because it's a new journey for me. It's something that I'm learning about myself. And I love the paradoxes here because, you know, the pandemic was this crazy time. But like, I feel like for me, the door busted wide open, wide open. And it gives light that even in quote unquote dark times, there are people who are lit and lighting it up and everyone can do that as well. And, you know, inner voices love to give permission to lay around too and just be, you know, quote unquote lazy or just maybe you need the quiet time and that's fine. But if you're feeling lit up right now, own that. And you can, you know, go into that. Light up. (laughs) Light up. (laughs) Well, I can tell you are, my friend. This has been such a joy. Anything else you want to share before we wrap up? 
What I want to say to you, Jess, is just thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunities. On behalf of all of the IVFT trainees, this has been an experience that has changed a lot of us. And your clientele, your followers are the cream of the crop. They are phenomenal. I've had nothing but positive experiences, and that's a testament to you and everything that you've created. So I'm just beyond grateful. Literally, as everyone knows, my alignment and pleasure. (laughs) If it wasn't aligning, I wouldn't do it. I truly, truly do love it. And I thank you so much. And I love our conversation today. I loved it yesterday as well. And it's actually just, it feels so perfect to be sharing this time with you. So thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you very much. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you know anyone that might enjoy this, feel free to share it with them. And if you want to see what I'm up to on Instagram, you can find me at Jesse as in Cookie Lively. Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today.